0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet podcast. I am your host and resident panelist as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore dadab. Well, today I want to jump pretty much straight into this, looking at the Green Bay Packers' um, final joint practice with the Saints and their final, I think, open practice, although I said that last time and I was wrong. Um, Before their preseason game. And if you're listening to this, that means it's probably Thursday, which means the Bears are definitely playing today. And um, although, depending on what time it is, you may have already missed it. I'm contemplating maybe doing a Chicago Bears stream. I know I said that last week and I didn't do it, but that's why I say things like maybe, possibly, probably, kind of, maybe not. Um, Because I don't know. Depends on multiple factors, but I would like to. Um, It would only probably be maybe for the starters, and then maybe we just hang out for a little bit and chat it up, I don't know. But um, other couple caveats, it's entirely possible that it ends up being not a great experience, because I think last time the Bears actually looked kind of decent, aside from their offensive line. I thought Justin Fields looked fine. Again, I thought Brisker, although too much hype, I thought he looked pretty good. But whatever, we'll we'll at least be there together hanging out, so that if there happens to be a really bad overthrow, we can all throw our heads back and laugh, because that's, that's what it's all about. And then make Bears fans furious because we're overreacting to one play. (laughs) Which is what we're doing. But it still makes them mad, so it's still funny. Sometimes the best way to get under people's skin is to play the idiot, you know? I think they call that trolling, but still. that's, uh, That's what you gotta do sometimes. But I promise I'll be nice if they're doing good. I'll be honest about it and just say, dang it, he looked fine. But anyways, um, let's get started with uh, training camp. We'll start as usual with the Matt LaFleur press conference right out of the gate. Coach Matt LaFleur said that there were seven pre-snap penalties on the offense against the Saints, and that wasn't acceptable. In the spirit of everybody that decided to come at me yesterday, I made it a point to quote tweet that, saying that Matt LaFleur needs to relax. Doesn't he realize it's just training camp? Doesn't he realize that simple mental mistakes can be corrected? Coach Matt LaFleur says he counted seven procedural penalties on offense yesterday. That was a point of emphasis after practice. Quote, those are silly penalties that can't happen. Dude, relax. Why are you being so crazy? Jeez, Matt. What are you, stupid? You don't realize that these things can be fixed? Don't you know it's just training camp? Why don't you call me when it's the regular season, loser? You stupid idiot. Am I laying it on thick enough for you? (laughs) problems are still problems. It's funny, too, because some people are acting like Aaron Rodgers is overreacting because he was starting to say, dude, this is the second week of preseason. I'm sorry to inform you. It's almost it's almost go time. It's not, you know, I mean, he did all the praising and they did all the, you know, well, we're still working on some stuff and they're, they're looking great. We did that. But now we're still making really stupid mistakes. Wide receivers are still dropping balls. They're still running the wrong routes. Offensive linemen are still making procedural pre-snap penalties. Still not figuring out what they're supposed to be doing. It's almost week one. So you can try to play the nice guy and be like, oh, just be nice. Just be nice. Why don't you just be nice? You're not going to be so nice when we get spanked by the Vikings because these guys don't know what they're doing. Are you going to be nice then? Because I don't want to hear you complaining if you think it's fine to have all these drops and all these penalties and everything else. If you would like them to perform at a high level on week one, then they need to get it cleaned up now prior to the regular season. All right, then. Uh, Talking about A.J. Dillon, he says, A.J. Dillon, there's not too many backs that size with his hands who are true halfbacks. Some fullbacks can do that, but not halfbacks. Um, When asked to comment on what Aaron Rodgers said about 50 receptions apiece, In this case, 100 receptions for the year. Matt LaFleur said he doesn't want to put any limitations on them, but it could be more than that. To be clear, it was almost 100 receptions last year. I think uh, Aaron Jones had around 65 and A.J. Dillon had about 35. So, you know, it might have been a few shy of 100, but it was nearly 100 as it was. So 100 wouldn't be that big of a deal. 50 each would be a little bit bigger because you'd need, again, like 50% more from from Dillon. Uh, Matt LaFleur talking about Aaron Rodgers' frustration with the wide receivers. Matt Lafleur said he thinks it's very correctable, but he said he understands Rodgers' impatience with it because the season is getting closer, which is my exact point, right? Rodgers has been patient, he has been nice, but we're really getting down to crunch time, and we really need guys to be able to be reliable and accountable. And and again, specifically with Romeo Dobbs, if the guy just wasn't very good to begin with and had drop issues, it wouldn't be that big of an issue. It would just be frustrating because it's like, well, this guy isn't very good, right? Maybe he will be some point, but he certainly doesn't seem like he's going to... The additional frustration is the fact that I want, and we all want, so desperately to be like, this guy's going to be a stud. So it would be really nice to start seeing more progress in the direction of not dropping passes. But every single time he's taken the field recently, there's been at least one, and some of them have been pretty brutal. Right? Two in the preseason game, one of them hit him in the hands. It was not a great pass. The other one, again, not a great pass, but he couldn't hold onto it, dropped it in the opponent's hands. It was a 50-yard wheel route right in, right in his hands that he dropped in training camp yesterday. So again, it's not the end of the world, but please, because I just want to jump back on the train. Some people aren't off it. That's fine. But I just want it to be a bigger thing. Um, says the young receivers need to eliminate some of the silly mistakes, such as lining up incorrectly for five-yard penalties. And he says there is an urgency to get some of this stuff corrected. Herman says um, Jones caught 52 and Dylan caught 34 via oh, you know what, that's probably including the postseason. But including the postseason, Aaron Jones was 61, and um, A.J. Dillon was 34. So either way, yes, they're very close. Uh, Matt LaFleur said that rookie wide receiver Romeo Dobbs got off the line of scrimmage really well against press coverage yesterday, which is, I think, what we've all seen, which is actually an extremely um, big development, because I think that was one of the bigger concerns with him, is that he, he has a hard time with physicality. Right? he's He's got some speed to get down the field, but he doesn't handle, like, press coverage really well. So the fact that he's getting off of press really well, that's a fantastic revelation. Lafleur reiterated what Rodgers said yesterday on Young Receivers, quote, You can't make the same mistake twice. Not in this league. We don't have time for that. It's just enough time to get you... It's just enough time to get you beat. All right? Um... Asked where his confidence is with Packers young wide receivers after Aaron Rodgers' comments yesterday, "quote There's going to be some growing pains, particularly with young players. The thing is, and I appreci- this, appreciate this. I appreciate that I cannot speak, dude. It's getting worse every day, isn't it? I'm noticing that about myself. <laughs> I'm I'm struggling to read and speak worse or more so every day. The thing is, and I appreciate this about Aaron is the urgency to get some of this stuff corrected. Well, duh." Uh, about romeo dobbs and and i kind of got the first part of this to you already but he said um, romeo dobbs did a good job getting off the line of scrimmage yesterday beating press coverage that's a salty defense he wants to see dobbs hands be more consistent than in the past week when you get behind a defense you have to finish the play no one-on-one matt lafleur says gary will be back at practice today after dropping out yesterday which is phenomenal news obviously because there's a lot of concern about that didn't seem to be too serious but the fact that he didn't go back in was kind of concerning obviously Plus, I just want to see Rashawn Gary mess some stuff up, you know what I mean? Uh, he said it wasn't anything serious, just precautionary. Um, no Danny Davis out on the field, not really sure what that's about. Dropped out of practice yesterday, well, oh, two days ago, whatever. Just just assume I'm a day behind you, all right? Uh, Mercedes Lewis with a veteran rest day. Offensive line is same as it has been. Um, Yash, Runyon, Myers, Hanson, Newman. Offensive starters, Rodgers, Lazard. Watkins, and then it says Davis Deguara-Jones. So two tight ends, I guess, to start off. Sean Gary in for first team period. Packers have released Malik Taylor. feel like that's a similar situation to Dominique Daphne. I think they liked Malik. In my mind, Malik and Jawan Winfrey were similar. Maybe not in their mind, but Malik was injured the whole time. Um, there's just There's just too many guys, and there's just no way he's going to end up making the team, you know? So whereas you've got guys like Ishmael Hyman and Danny Davis that maybe will be practice squad guys, Juwan Winfrey has a legitimate shot at making the roster, Malik Taylor's just floating out there. So it kind of makes sense. You know what's interesting? We'll have to save this until after. I wonder who else on the team fits that same criteria, you know? Sean Gary with a nice shoulder shiver thud to start practice. He's back in team drills and not shying away from physicality and joint practices with the Saints. After seven pre-snap penalties yesterday. First offensive play is a false start by Davis. I, I just have to imagine Rodgers and Lafleur to the point of wanting to just punch somebody right in the face. Again, I get, they're, they're young. Just give them time. Be patient. Dude, I don't have time. Get off the field, dummy. Wes Hodkowitz quote tweeting his own tweet where he said Rashawn Gary is in for first team period. He says, and he's right back in Dalton's face, <laughs> picking up right where he left off. Elton Jenkins still not doing 11-on-11s. Obviously, we've established that. Uh, Rico Gafford not practicing. And apparently the official designation for Malik Taylor is waived injured. I don't know if that makes a difference, but just so we're being clear. Um, First play on the offense, as I said, another penalty. Tyler Davis jumps. Major issues yesterday. And it says, Rodgers overthrows Lazard on an intermediate crosser. Well off target. Jones run behind Hanson Newman. Nothing doing. So you can almost feel the frustration mounting, you know? We've gone through all this stuff. We've had a talk. Rodgers has set everybody aside. Please, we got to be smarter. We got to be better. First play is a penalty. So the frustration goes to 10. Then Rodgers overthrows Lazard on a crosser. Intermediate, meaning 10-ish yards. and says well off target. So now Rodgers is probably getting really frustrated. Whether it was his fault or Lazard's fault, it's still an issue. Then they try to run the ball and nothing doing. Just completely gets stopped up. So the offense is off to a rough start. they don't want to be. This is another team. You want to be better than the Saints. And um, especially when it's, you know, mistakes. It's got to be annoying. Ryan Wood says, Rico Gafford and Danny Davis are not practicing due to ankle injuries. And very shortly into it, it says, we've got a fight. About uh, the fourth snap of the Packers' number one defense against the Saints' offense, Eric Stokes gets tangled up with a Saint. Good boy, Stokes. I know I shouldn't be rooting for it, but I am. Herman says, we've got a major fight between Packers' defense and Saints' offense. No idea what happened, but the sides clear quickly. Dave Schroeder says the entire rest of the Saints offense and Packers defense converged into the scrum in the middle of the field. It got broken up quickly. Ryan Wood said, and I have no idea what this means, didn't take long for a skirmish today. Packers cornerback Eric Stokes and Saints receiver got caught in a riddle after the whistle. Packers entire defense took umbrage. So I don't know what he meant to say, but Stokes and another receiver kind of got into it. Packers defense says, all right, let's do this. (laughs) They were just waiting. They've been chirping. They've been like begging begging for the saints to do something. And now you get a saint to finally take the bait, and they're like, all right, let's throw down. You know, I I actually went went to Summerfest this one time with a couple friends of mine, and they met up with some friends who were hockey players. I think they were UW hockey players. And I'm not kidding you, the entire goal was to get into fistfights, like flat out. And so part of me was like, I don't really want to hang out with them, but part of me was also like, I'm glad that we're all kind of like on the same team, because they literally, they'd go up to a concert, stand up on a table, would take full... Cups of like ice water or drinks, launch them at people and wait for somebody to come over and just hope that they would swing. Because what what the person doesn't realize is they, they're they not going to back down. They literally want you to swing so they can get into a fight with you. So you'd have like some lady got hit in the back of the head with a cup and some dude comes over threatening to fight them. And they're just like, what are you going to do? So they spent the whole day baiting people to get into... I don't remember if they actually got into any fights or not, but I just remember thinking like, this is, this is horrible. I don't want... Anything to do with this. I want to get out of here. But uh, I also kind of want to fly under the radar because I don't want them to start swinging at me either. This is what they like to do in their free time. That's exactly the kind of person you don't want to lock horns with. So I, got, I get that same feeling with the Packers defense. They've just been waiting and begging, please swing, please swing, please swing at me. Anyways, nice run by Dylan off the right side. Marcus May picks off Rodgers on a deep post to Dobbs. Ball hung up and no real separation. Good defense. Tipa gets a sack on Ian Book. Defense doing defensive things again. Sounds like, again, right off the bat, defense is winning the day. Shamar Jean Charles came in on the next play and blew up a run play. This was after the Tipa sack. Another nice run by Dylan, this time off the left side. It's been two nice runs by Dylan and nothing else has worked at all. Patrick Taylor with a nice little run off uh, block by Caleb Jones. Taylor finished with a nice stiff arm. Dude, yes, just run behind Caleb Jones, dude. That's all you have to do. The guy is a monster. Keep doing that. And by the way, please swing at Caleb Jones. Oh my good, That guy will take three guys at once. <laughs> Packers defense is flying around. Wow. Tough sledding for the Saints offense. And now Barnes shoots through for a tackle for a loss of Tony Jones. Uh, a little bit more from Tom Silverstein on the interception. It says, Rodgers throws deep to Romeo Dobbs and the ball is picked off. Rodgers not happy and shows Dobbs he wanted, uh, wanted route more to the post. Ball was either underthrown or Dobbs was really out of position. Maybe both. Preston Smith and Kenny Clark get a sack on Andy Dalton for the Packers. It's another thing we've been hearing all day. Like, first of all, 70 sacks, but about half of them are two or more guys showing up at the quarterback at the same time. I I cannot wait for this preseason. I, I just, you know, maybe I just can't wait for week one because they keep sitting Preston and Kenny and all that, which is fine. I get it. I don't want Rashawn getting hurt, but I just want to see these guys do work over and over and over and over again. Still early, but so far the Packers' defense has been just as dominant as yesterday. Uh, Zach Tom in at right tackle with the starters now. Love to see it. Gary and Clark collapse the edge and stuff uh, New Orleans' run. Interestingly, Zach Tom is at right tackle. They move Newman to, to, it says right tackle. I'm guessing that's supposed to be left tackle. But interesting enough. Two straight runs to that side of the line go absolutely nowhere. Packers offense missing Mercedes and run blocking today. Packers D is picking up right where it left off yesterday. Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith just blew up the Saints' tackles to sack Andy Dalton. Teepa and Ladarius Hamilton did the same a couple snaps earlier. Chris Barnes stuffs running back Tony Jones at the line of scrimmage. This defense flies around. That was by Ryan Wood. Dalton to Troutman for 10, rolling right off for play action. Kamara run goes nowhere, stuffed by Dre. That's Devondre Campbell. And then Dre comes clean on a blitz, another sack. Saints can't handle the Packers' pressure early, just like day one. So now we're bringing linebackers just to mess with them. We don't even need to, but just to further mess with them. Kobe Jones has made some plays, just backed the fullback into Book. He has really stepped up. Brian Wood says, as soon as I'm done typing that, TJ Slayton sacks Ian Book. Defense is nasty. I got chills, dude. So many chills. (laughs) You rarely see quarterback contact in practice, but Saints Ian Book just got smacked pretty hard by his own lineman as Kobe Jones bull rushed him right into the quarterback. Hey, I didn't touch him. (laughs) He touched him. I didn't touch anybody. Uh, Things are starting to get chippy between the Packers and Saints. Love it, says Eli Berkowitz. Another right side run by the offense. Another stuff running behind Newman, Tom Davis, not working. Maybe he meant right guard, not right tackle for Newman. That would make more sense. Run left, same result. Nothing doing for the offense so far. Tyler Goodson run left, stuffed. Been a rough start. Running the ball, not easy for the Packers offense. First or second team. Saints controlling the line of scrimmage. Goodson working with the second team offense. That would be Tyler Goodson, which makes sense. More extracurriculars uh, after a run from Tony Jones Jr. Not as big of a scrum this time, but uh, their way Packers defense but their way, Packers defense has been di- the way, I'm guessing. Packers defense has been dishing out the lumps the past two days. It's going to get feisty on the end. And that's what I've been saying. Like, with this much dominance, people are going to get annoyed. I'm surprised the Packers offense hasn't really done anything yet. They're just kind of taking it, I guess. Which is fine, you know. I mean, you don't know, be throwing punches and getting in trouble or whatever. But I'm just saying, if you did, maybe show a little bit of passion. I don't think it would hurt that much. Love shows great poise in the pocket, but throws well outside of Hyman. Uncatchable. He was well covered anyways. Williams stuffed on the left side run. Packers offense doesn't complete a pass and runs a bunch with not much to show for it in first-team period. So they <laughs> haven't completed a single pass, and aside from, I think, maybe the two runs by Dylan there's, or maybe one more from Taylor, nothing has happened on the ground. Packers first-team period offense, no complete passes, one interception, one false start, two nice Dylan runs, one solid Taylor run, about 12 run stuffs at or behind the line of scrimmage. So there's a concise summary by Andy Herman. That's bad. And this is our, I mean, we're talking starting offense. This is Aaron Rodgers, Romeo Dobbs, Alan Lazard. I mean, we're, we're missing Elton Jenkins, but otherwise, this is the group that's going to be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Minnesota Vikings. You know, they, they got to do better than this. So yeah, again, a little bit of urgency. Sack again by the Packers defense. They are scary good. Packers offense with a brutal opening team period versus Saints D. In 16 plays, they dropped back to pass four times, completed none. More and more summaries. Jordan Love was sacked by Nico Lalos. a drop by Tyler Davis, which I didn't see, but there you go. And the runs went mostly nowhere. Note on the skirmish. I'm guessing this was the initial one. Looked like Landry had Stokes pinned down and was shoving his head into the ground. Yeah, you got to start swinging at that, dude. Wes Hodkowitz says, back-to-back sacks to start red zone. Clark pulled up in front of Dalton on the second. Or on second. I guess it doesn't make a difference. A <laughs> little more description from Ryan Wood. He says, first, first Saints red zone rep, Packers sack. Second red zone rep, Kenny Clark sack and Adrian Amos pick. Rodgers back shoulder in red zone to Watkins, who made a fantastic catch through contact at the goal line for a touchdown. Ayo, we finally did stuff and you still can't. <laughs> what have I been telling you, though, about Watkins in, in two-minute in red zone? You don't hear a single thing about him, and then when it becomes crunch time, all of a sudden Watkins is a star. It's the craziest thing. Rodgers sacked in the red zone, gives the Saints credit uh, coverage credit. Cam Jordan gets around Newman. Well, duh. Rodgers steps up right, throws low, and right for Davis, who dies but can't come up with it. I mean, I didn't see it, but, man, Davis has got a penalty and two drops today. Rodgers slant to Cobb, broken up. Saints having problems with Green Bay's inside linebacker blitzes. Barnes just had a free shot at book off the edge. Can I... I just want to watch this so bad. Can I just please watch this? Uh, According to Eversall, after the updates that we've heard from the Packers offense so far, the touchdown, the sack, the incomplete, incomplete... Love dime touchdown to Winfrey, back shoulder, rope to the end zone. MK Burgess says, Love with an absolute bullet to Toure. So back-to-back touchdowns. Herman says, Love with a great ball to Winfrey for a touchdown in red zone. Winfrey won clean on the route, and then Love to a sliding Ture in red zone for a touchdown. Nice job by Love of stepping up in the pocket. Heck yeah, man. Jordan Love doing well in red zone against the Saints. Of the three so far, one drop and two touchdowns. Dalton with a few touchdown throws in deep red zone. Finds Kroll on a cross for, dang it, why you gotta let him have a play? Rodgers goes to Dobbs, who can't reel it in. I'm just reading it. Dave Schroeder says, I wouldn't necessarily call it a drop, but making that catch would have been big, he had a chance at it. So, it was a difficult one. Maybe he's gonna get slack for it, I don't know, but it still sucks. Sounds like on that throw, it was a little bit high and he tried to catch it, and a Saints DB just absolutely laid him out. Alan Lazar took umbrage to that and had something to say about it. Trevor Penning and Sage Docks tater both exited with injuries for the Saints in that period. Rodgers to Dobbs for the touchdown. Ew! Rodgers to Winfrey for a sliding touchdown on a rollout. Saints' tight ends make some plays, but the pass rush was overwhelming in red zone. Uh, Love throws high for Amari. Probably would have been a sack. Slow play. Nobody open. Love touchdown to Dobbs on an out to the left. Ayo. So that's three touchdowns from Love and two from Dobbs. That warms my heart. Jordan Love was sharp in the red zone period. Love to Turi again on a quick out at the goal line. Packers offense very up and down, but was much better in red zone than earlier team period. Doesn't say if that was a touchdown or not, but... New safety, Devontae Cross, who I didn't mention, but we picked up a new safety, uh, was relentless as a jammer on a punt return unit. Let's just pause there for one moment and take a look at Devontae Cross. First of all, he was picked up as an undrafted free agent by Washington, so there's not a whole lot of history to go off of, but 6'2", 215-pound safety-slash- slot corner hybrid type guy. Never graded out super well in Virginia. Five years there. Overall grades 53, 64, 61, and then 49, 49. So his worst years were his last two years, which is always a little concerning. Didn't really grade out well in any one category. Run defense was 50s. Tackling was quite bad. Pass rush, he didn't do very much. And then coverage the last two years, 48 and 47. In terms of special teams, I mean, he did it. It was nothing special. It was, you know, six, low 60s, which is better than nothing. But Sounds like that's where they want to get a chance to uh, to check him out. Bill Huber says Christian Watson in punt return rotation. So slowly making progress. Packers offense ran 12 plays in red zone period versus the Saints defense. Five resulted in touchdown passes. Some rough moments for sure, but Rodgers found Winfrey in traffic on a sprint out and Sammy Watkins on a back shoulder for touchdowns. Jordan Love threw touchdowns on three of four plays to Winfrey, Touré, and Dobbs. Keandre Thomas draws an illegal block in the back penalty as a gunner. Still like Keandre. <laughs> At least he got a penalty for being too physical. Tyler Davis with his second false start of practice, this time on a punt team. I'm trying to I'm trying to like the guy, man. I know it sounds like I'm not, but everything about the guy just annoys me. You know, I, again, the 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 amount of hype and I feel like we haven't had more problems with any player on this entire team than Tyler Davis. I I I'm just I'm just sitting here waiting for something cool to happen. And he's caused more problems than he has anything good. Isaiah McDuffie in the middle of a little skirmish and special teams drill. Nothing major. Mark Ingram busts one up the middle and move the ball. Gary stuffs the tight end and Kamara on the next play, then forces Dalton out of bound and hugs the linesman. So he just, he just hit everybody on that play. He n- knocked out the tight end, blasted Kamara, chased the quarterback, and then took out the uh, their, the official. I respect it. Dylan middle run, short gain. Slot blitz all over Rodgers in a sack. Rodgers overthrows Watkins deep. Tough angle, but Watkins looked like he had a half a step. Smokescreen to Winfrey Saints all over it. So a lot of off throws from Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if that's... We'll find out because if Rodgers goes to the locker room and is furious with the receivers, that'll probably give us an indication. But um, this is is more missed throws than I think I've heard. And, And again, when defenses start to kind of get in his face a lot, this kind of becomes an issue. He definitely seems to get up in his own head and starts making mistakes. Rodgers has time and finds Deguara on a deep crosser. Biggest play of the day for the offense. I love that. Biggest play going to Deguara. Seven tweets later, Eli mentions that it was a touchdown pass. Nobody else feels the need to mention that. I don't know why. Dalton hits a with a nice over-the-shoulder pass. Douglas had good coverage, just tucked it in. Ryan Wood adds, that's the one question for Douglas, whether or not he can stay with the quicker receivers in the slot. Dylan runs right. Nothing there. Rodgers low and incomplete over the middle to DeGuara. He's been uncharacteristically off today, which is what I was just saying. Slot blitz catches Green Bay off guard again. Rodgers throws right to Dobbs incomplete. Oh, right of Dobbs. Not Dobbs' mistake. It was too too far to the right of, of Dobbs. Saints drive for a touchdown. Oh, we already saw that. That was the Olave over Douglas thing. Got to remember, some, some of the older guys are a little slower with getting this information. It's funny when, I won't mention names, but a couple of these guys like Seven plays later, they're like, "Hey, touchdown!" Like, yeah, I know, dude. How did it take you that long to tweet that? Still got a flip phone, doing the old school texting method. Match Schneidman adds that it was a 32-yard completion from Rogers to DeGuara. Spofford says the f- the drive fizzled after the DeGuara play. Offense continues to be very uneven. Rogers hits with hits with on a dime on a crossing route to the right behind Demario Davis. Rodgers incomplete to 87. Rodgers looks unhappy with someone, but don't think it was 87. Almost a throwaway. I think that was the same play. Saints wide receiver Deontay Hardy gets behind Keandre Thomas, but Ian Book misses him deep down the right sideline. Caleb Jones at right tackle with the twos today. The twos are Cole Van Lannen, Zach Tom, Michael Minette, Sean Ryan, and Caleb Jones. It's an interesting combo. I feel like that's very different. Cole Van Lannon on the left side, first of all, is different. Zach Tom at guard is kind of like this new thing they're doing. Minette with the twos. Seems unusual because you think it would be Hanson, but maybe they just want to get Manette some snaps. And then Sean Ryan at right guard is kind of typical, but then Caleb Jones getting the the, uh, the go-ahead over there. I kind of like it. I like that group. I don't know if they're any good, but I just, I just like the group, all right? Especially the right side. Sean Ryan, I mean, two of the best run-blocking, maybe not today, I'm just saying, if you look at the preseason, as far as their run-blocking grades, Sean Ryan and uh, Caleb Jones, that's like the most dominant run-blocking duo <laughs> in the NFL right there. Deontay Hardy runs the same route deep down the right sideline versus Keyshawn Nixon, and this time he's blanketed. Good coverage from Nixon. I'll tell you what, since it's bugging me in on the back of my mind, why don't we take a break here? We'll just continue what we're doing. Thank you oh so very much to uh, Jack918 for uh, jumping in on Patreon. I really, really appreciate that. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you want to support the podcast, it would be greatly appreciated. We will take a break, and we'll be right back. Goodson with an explosive run inside against the twos. Love quick throw outside to Hyman for a short pickup. Love to Mack over the middle, seven to eight yards-ish. Looking more and more like Keyshawn Nixon is locking up that CB4 spot for the Packers. Packers' number two defense stops the Saints' number two offense. Defense Defensive front was swarming again. Ryan Wood says, it took Packers' fifth-round rookie J.J. and Agbar a couple weeks for things to click in camp, but he sure turned his game up the past couple weeks. I have gum for at least two sacks today. I I don't know what that means. Including one against Ian Book in two-minute drill might be an important depth rusher. Uh, Herman with a move-the-ball period for the number two offense for the Packers. Love to Mack outside. I think we might have seen that one already. Complete and gets out of bounds, or maybe this is two minutes. I have no idea. Yeah, it is. Love to Amari over the middle for a big pickup timeout. Ball at midfield, 56 seconds left. Uh, have a day, Jordan Love. Deep ball to Ture, touchdown, beyond awesome pass. Dude, it's been a while since we've seen Jordan Love have a real good day. Remember there was that period where he was just killing it, and then he had like one bad day, and then he was good again, and then he had like one more bad day? And it seems like preseason was a little bit off. Again, not entirely his fault, but still something that just I just haven't heard much. But today sounds like, especially considering the Saints defense is just completely stopping everything, sounds like he's having a phenomenal day today. Pass to Mac. To get out of bounds, pass to Amari over the middle for a giant chunk play, timeout, ball at midfield, so we're talking 50-yard line, and he launches a deep ball to Ture for a touchdown. Wes Hodkiewicz says, Jordan Love was surgical in two-minute, 19-yard pass to Amari, and then a 50-yard touchdown to Ture. That's, that, uh, that makes me happy. Bill Huber says, and they do it again for two. Hodkiewicz says, then Love hits Ture for a two-point practice over. Herman says, no question about this one. Jordan Love was the clear player of the day. He was fantastic in red zone and two-minute. Tell you what, man, the timing couldn't be any better either. Get a a real good confidence boost like that before the the preseason week two game. I really, really hope he has a good day. I really want him to have a great day. Tom Silverstein says, Jordan Love had one of the best series of his career, practice or otherwise. After throwing a pass for six and two-minute, he fired a shot to Amari Rodgers over the middle for 19. After a timeout, he stepped up and hit Ture with a perfectly led ball for a 50 yard touchdown. And then again, for the two point conversion, sprints right, hits Turay for a diving touchdown. Uh, Marquez Eversall says, Leaving practice, and I see Kenny Clark working with Devontae Wyatt individually. Packers got to like that rookie vet dynamic along the defensive line. And I'm excited about it. And, and again, part of the optimism I had about guys like Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker is. Based on how good everybody around them is, and how much pressure that's going to take off of them, and seeing how good everybody's been from Devondre Campbell to Jaron Reed to uh, T.J. Slayton in particular, to the edge rushers, to the corners, it's going to take so much weight off of their off of their shoulders to be able to just do their job and and be able to thrive. You know, one of the plays that I saw, I was watching. Um, Dusty Evely and Sam Holman were doing a little bit of a breakdown. It was a long video, so I didn't see all of it, but they were kind of going through some of the different stuff that they're doing uh, Quay first and then Slayton. And uh, one of the things that was interesting is, you know, when Slayton was getting double teamed on a play, one of the guys, let's call it the center, I'm not entirely sure, probably the center, is starting as a double team, and then he's reaching up to the next level to get Quay. And it was a pretty veteran move by Slayton to kind of recognize this and not just try to hold his ground and push past those two guys, but to use that big bare paw left arm and keep that push on him as long as he possibly can to try to help him to not get to Quay. And that was a, a an important play for Quay in which he looked really good getting around that particular guy. So again, to have the help of these really big guys to disrupt the blockers, not just for their sake, but to keep the linebackers behind them clean so that they can come up and clean up and make plays. It just It's just a, a great dynamic all around. Got a reaction or a note from Samori Ture. Um, this via Rob Domofsky says, A day after Aaron Rodgers expresses his frustration with the young receivers, he met with the whole group this morning. Rookie Samori Ture said it was highly productive and, quote, We responded well. We were challenged and rose to the occasion in practice. That He put the in practice thing in there, but I guess that's implied. And I think overall I would say that that's relatively true. I guess we'll find out. Again, I want to hear what Aaron Rodgers has to say because it sounds like he's been very frustrated. Uh, Granted, Tyler Davis is a tight end, but um, you had seemingly at least one time he was frustrated with Dobbs. Sounds like the actual drop was not necessarily Dobbs' fault, but um, yeah, hopefully it's good news from Rodgers. Anyways, I'm caught up on that news. I'm going to look at a couple other things quickly, and then we'll kind of double back and see if anything new happened. Uh, Derwin James got a massive contract extension. It's a good football player, but he's had some health issues in the past. But just to kind of get an idea of where the market's at right now, because we may be looking at Darnell Savage at some point in the near future. Derwin James and the Chargers have agreed on a massive four-year, $76.4 million extension, which averages $19.133 million a year and resets the safety market. This deal makes James the highest paid safety in in NFL history per source. So the point is, if Savage has a really, really good year, you can expect him to start having conversations or his agent about, hey, you know maybe we start talking about this nearly $20 million contract that you're going to be throwing my way. Just saying. He's got to prove it first, but that's a thing. Uh, it looks like the Patriots may have lost another player, Christian Wilkerson, a, a return man for them. It's unknown whether it was a non-contact injury or whether he got laid out on the field, but he ended up getting carted off. Um, in addition to that, Chiefs wide receiver mikal Hardman was carted out off at practice. Obviously, after having lost Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman would be another pretty big blow. So, not really sure of the severity of that, but obviously, getting carted off practice is always a scary thing. Actually, I have an update here. It apparently was a groin injury that they don't think is serious, but they need more tests. Anyways, I am curious about what I was talking about earlier. Is there another Malik Taylor or Dominique Daphne on the roster? And, and really, what you're looking for is you have enough presumed locks at the position that there's not going to be a spot. And on top of that, you're a veteran. So whereas, for example, with Malik Taylor, you might have assumed Ishmael Hyman would have been gone before Malik Taylor was, but Hyman's a young guy. Um, Offensive line, I don't necessarily think that exists because we don't really have old guys, aside from David Bakhtiari, and he's not going anywhere. Everybody else is pretty brand new, with the exception of maybe Yash, but again, not going anywhere. And and Elton J... Yash and Jenkins are from 2019... I'm pretty sure everybody else is younger than that, which is insane. Um, Tight end, again, we've already kind of cleared house there. Wide receiver, no. Quarterback, no. Running back, I don't think so because we don't really have, you know, if, if we had four guys kind of locked up, then you could look at it and say, okay, maybe Patrick Taylor, maybe Dexter Williams. But I don't know for sure who gets what. I don't know what the plan is with Kylan Hill. I'm assuming Tyler Goodson is a lock to get something, but I don't exactly know what, so I can't 100% say that. Um, I would say maybe Jack Heflin, but he's young enough that, I mean, he was a rookie last year, I think. So it says, uh, players who can be added to this group are players who do not have an accrued NFL season of experience, free agents who were on the active list for fewer than nine regular season games during their only accrued season or seasons, and... A maximum of 10 free agents who have earned no more than two accrued seasons. In order to accrue a, uh, a season, a player must have been on, or should have been on, full play status for at least six regular season games in a given season. So that would not be Jack Heflin. So he is practice squad eligible. So again, I don't really think that would be a candidate. Um, edge rushers, you've got guys like Jonathan Garvin. But again, I think he makes the team. I think Tipa makes the team. Kobe Kingsley and Chauncey Manick are not that type of guy. Um, what about Ladarius Hamilton? Looks like Hamilton played in five games, so <laughs> he might be able to make it. Heflin looks like it was three. So both of those guys. And again, I, I don't I don't know. So I can't really pick somebody out. But if you're looking at potential surprise cuts, you know, you've got the running backs, which again, it really just comes down to do they do they know what they want there or not. I can't project it because I don't know. Uh, Ed Rusher, same thing, but you could say uh, Teepa, which again, I would be shocked if they go that route. Um, There's really no reason to, especially since again, you can put Ladarius Hamilton on the practice squad. So you can kind of keep all these guys. We got Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, keep Jonathan Garvin and uh, Teepa and let's say Kingsley. And then you can take your pick of Ladarius, Kobe Jones, and Chauncey Manic to put on the practice squad, as many or few as you choose. So there's really no reason to cut any of those guys, in my opinion. I mean, the ones that you don't want. If you don't want Chauncey Manic, fine. But I could absolutely see Ladarius Hamilton and Kobe Jones being on the practice squad and just keeping the rest. Um, inside linebackers is where it's going to get a little tough, and you probably will see some of this, because some of these guys are not going to be able to go on the practice squad. Uh, Ray Wilborn, I believe, can. He didn't play at all last year. Otherwise, you've got Summers, Barnes, and McDuffie, who I don't think any of them can go on the practice squad. So if you keep four, you keep Quay, Campbell, and let's say Barnes and McDuffie, that means Ty Summers is probably going to end up just getting cut. Although that's actually not true. They can stash McDuffie. McDuffie only played in one game week 18 for like one snap. Now, maybe they don't want to if they want him to be the guy, but you know, like they said too about the uh, practice squad just being an extension, You could have Quay and Devondre and just go Chris Barnes if you wanted to, because you can just call anybody up whenever. I mean, not in the middle of a game, but the next week you can. So if you wanted to, just do three. So then you can have Ray Wilborn and Isaiah McDuffie on the practice squad. But again, you don't need to. You can have Quay, Campbell, Barnes, and Summers, and then put Isaiah and Ray Wilborn on the practice squad. I believe, if I'm not misunderstanding how some of this stuff works, but Summers is one to keep an eye on for a potential cut if they know that it's just not going to work, right? If if they don't want him to, if, you know, if they're going to keep McDuffie on the active roster, Ty Summers getting cut. Let's put it that way. Or Barnes would be a super big shocker. But I, again, I just, I think they like Barnes. Um, cornerback, I mean, we know Jair, Stokes, Razul. We don't know much else though. Um, Shamar is probably locked to, for the roster. Potentially a guy like KB Anento is going to get cut. But again, there's no real clear, you know, this is the odd man out kind of thing. Kind of, I, I think with what I'm specifically looking for with like the Malik Taylors is just the clear odd man out. Malik Taylor was the clear odd man out. Not stashable, not going to make the roster. So what are we doing? I don't think there's that that exists anywhere else on the roster, at least from what I can see. They may see some more guys like that, but I can't because I don't know how some of these things are, are 100% set up. So anyways, again, I just wanted to kind of take a look and see. Anyways, I'm not seeing anything, so um, I'm going to just end it there and turn my attention over to uh, Packernet After Dark. So you guys have yourselves a great day. Keep your eyes open to see if we're going to be doing a stream of the Bears game. If not, either way, make sure you tune in tomorrow, uh, not just for the podcast, but there will be a live stream of the Packers game. So be sure to come hang out with me there. Otherwise, have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.